0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Cupcast Podcast. Uh, we're here to take a bit of a look forward to uh, the Southampton game at the weekend, just some nuts and bolts of what's going on at Liverpool at the moment. Join me in the pod tonight, first up in Berlin, pod regular Neil Patterson. Chief, how the hell
1: are you? All going well? Yeah, yeah, all fine. Uh, glad to be looking forward now to uh, a match at the weekend after the, the disappointment of the, the international break, as I'm sure we're all, we're all feeling like um so yeah uh getting over a bit of a bit of a happy weekend but yeah glad to be on chatting about liverpool how's it going with you man
0: Ah, not too bad salted by an eight foot maunder lizard but for that i'm, I'm grand <laughs> 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 oh, oh, as i say uh you, you know i think we've, oh, i was gonna say i'm talking for ages but we've been talking for like an hour and a half before this pod so uh, that one really doesn't carry any water. <laughs> Next up in Belfast, we have Dave Dunning again. I'm not going to say to you that I haven't been talking to you in ages because I spoke to you all day yesterday. H- how are you?
2: Yeah, apart from the disappointment of ref- referees, handballs and copious amounts of alcohol, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to come around now. So, um, yeah, yeah, getting back to normal. Yeah,
0: back ball, nothing more than handball. Uh, don't, don't even go there. It's a Liverpool pod. Don't start me. Right, listen, well, well, we'll start off with uh, the news that sort of came out today. I'm curious as to your thoughts on it. And Jurgen Klopp's been in hospital uh, today for an appointment, in inverted commas. Uh, we we've not, don't seem to have a great deal more information than that, but it does seem, Neil, that you know, he's he's going to be there uh, for the press conference Friday, and he's going to be in the dugout for the weekend. It seems a bit bizarre, the press coming out with this, and it's so sketchy on the details. Obviously, a very personal thing, but... Why why bother even? You know what I mean?
1: It's always gonna sell uh, well, not even sell papers, get clicks, you know. It's always there's always interest in Liverpool and Klopp's a huge figure. So anything anything like that is is gonna pique interest. So you can understand why the story's been put out. Um, but as far as we all know anyway, um, he's due back at at Melwood tomorrow. Um, there's it was an appointment that he mentioned, so it was pre pre organized, and I would imagine it's you know it's, it's a private hospital and stuff. So God knows it could have been for anything. So I, I, for me, it's it's just not a worrying situation. Like he's back, as I said, supposedly at uh, at Melwood tomorrow. So we'll see. It's not something I'm really that, that really should be a story, as, as you rightly say. But you know, it's it's that is that kind of a world. So.
0: Well, we've sent you know, get well soon Dejan on the last pod, so it's, it's get well uh, soon Juergen this time, although I, I think our sentiments are slightly different in saying that in the word of the last pod. Another one, Dave, I'm going to come to you on this one, is Nathaniel Klein, and and this is getting this is getting to a point where it's becoming a little bit bizarre. We're now told it could be, you know, the, the way this is going, Nathaniel Klein might not kick a ball this season, Dave, uh, and, and very little information around this one as well.
2: Yeah, it's, it's strange. This seems. This seems to be becoming a trend with injuries with Liverpool players, where we don't seem to ever really hear definitive reasons or timelines or expectations of return. Is I think Henderson. Do you think? So? Well, Sturridge. <laughs> well, no. Well, uh, that's a fair point. Sturridge. We've always been skeptical injuries and how long he's how long he's been out for, but. Our, our, and what what the reasons are, but you know, I get the feeling it's become a little bit a little bit um, less clear in the last two two years. Um, the Henderson injury as well, we didn't really know what that was or how long he was going to be out for, and we kept on getting updates. And I think Lalana last year as well, we didn't really know what was going on with him. So there seems to be very little information coming in the club, and I, I hope that's because they're deliberately not releasing much information and not because I don't know what the hell's going on with these guys but um, yeah it's another weird one where we don't really know um, where he is or what the problem is when I hear it's a, it's a surgery on his back I think that, that he needs you know is that, is that the first you guys have, have heard definitively that it's a back issue that he's had because I'm not sure I'm 100% sure I've heard that mentioned before
1: yeah no I am um I couldn't say that I had heard it before, to be honest. Um, it sort of seemed, uh, as you say, a non-definitive what what the injury was. But maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe it had been out there. But I have heard today that it that it was, or in the last yeah today I think that it was a a back injury or is a back injury and it, it needs surgery or has needed surgery. So. That's always going to take a long were, time.
0: Do you think they were just gambling on it, or you know, on, on, on recovering? Uh, maybe that he didn't need the up or, or do you think was... yeah,
1: possibly, to... possibly? No, I mean, I think someone like Nathaniel Klein, uh, even Jordan Henderson, to an extent. Uh, although it was a different end for him, and it was it was the heel, wasn't it? And uh, there was a, a, an indication that it could be could be a chronic condition, but um, players like that, they've. They've been run into the ground essentially, and I don't I don't just mean by Liverpool. I mean they're players that, that came through at relatively young ages and that um, commanded kind of first team appearances from relatively young ages and, and didn't really get injured for the early in the early parts of their career. I mean I know Klein was a, an ever present pretty much since he signed or had been since he got injured, or until he got injured, sorry. And the same with Henderson. Like, I mean, even even the, when we signed him with with Kenny, he was the most played player that season, and everyone was raising with him because he was playing on the right wing and he, he looked like a flop and whatever. But he still played. I think started more games than any any other Liverpool player that season. Um, so I think and before that at Sunderland, he was a, he was an integral player for them for a couple of seasons. So I think it, th- these kind of injuries that. that Kind of happen, and then um, they end up being a little bit more serious than 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 people think to begin with, or is first diagnosed perhaps. Um, I think due a lot to to overuse, essentially, or or just the if not overuse, just the the stress of uh, consistent and constant work uh, over a four, five six season period. Um, and you know they're roughly the same age, I think, and they're roughly at the same stage of their careers. So for me, it's not really a, a big surprise. It does it does tend to happen. You know, it happened, it's, it's happened before to, to other players we, we've mentioned and and non Liverpool players as well. So yeah, I, I don't know. I I hadn't necessarily heard it was back injury, but now that I have, you know, it it it's, it seems to make make sense that it has taken a while because they always say that. Um, they're very very difficult to actually to make a prognosis for when recovery is is likely to be and if uh, they're saying it needs surgery it's going to take you know it, it obviously is is going to take that and probably they wanted to to give it every chance not to have to be surgery i would imagine so i don't know what you think
0: funny it's a funny one with klein you know with with trent coming through and everything this year and you know seeing joe gomez there it's almost like we well, haven't missed him. We never really thought about him, and it was always, "Well, you know, Klein's going to be coming back," and 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 it was sort of, you know, I think the majority of us here would all agree, just sort of expect them to cruise back in again before Christmas, and it was going to be like an, another addition to the squad and so on. For for me, it's that, yeah. it's quite disappointing now, you know, because you're getting to the stage of the season. These are these are two young kids in that position, Neil, um, that don't have the experience of Klein, and while it's been grand, you know, up until this point. To hear Klein, maybe you know another three months out, you know at, at the sharp end around Christmas, and, and and you know my 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 plan in my head was always that he'd probably be back by Christmas for those fixtures and and getting back into the swing of things again. You know, how, how big a blow do you think it is? You know, with bearing that in mind,
1: given that we we never had a, a definitive timeline for his return, I think we always, I think naturally expected it. it it wouldn't really be that long you know that uh, you're starting the season end of august and you would hope that by december'd he be back in the fold but uh, and i think it will it will obviously have an effect um because you know we have a, we have a lot of games so it would be far better if, if he were back in the in the squad and and fit and and able to contribute uh, at least say you know, in the next three, four weeks or so, um, but it's not going to happen like so. Yeah, it's, it's a difficult one because you, you do have both of them. Uh, it looks like Gomez in the league anyway might be the first choice, uh, and it's probably edged edged ahead in that in that race. Um, I think we're going to talk briefly about his England situation and debut last night, where he won man of the match, I believe. And you know, he seems to be making that position his own and uh, certainly in, in league fixtures, but we've got trend coming through as well, so we do have cover there um, I think the issue is if if the surgery doesn't solve the problems for a client, I think then you you really do want him to be back by February and then able to, to contribute in the final couple of months and well, at least get back to some, you know, kind of full fitness and, and show if if he is going to be a, a real viable option. I mean, he'll want to go forward. to the World Cup himself as well. Isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. a personal absolutely, thing. Absolutely. Completely. So you just hope that the, that the surgery is then successful and he can make a full recovery and just come back in. As, for, as far as Liverpool are concerned, you know that, that's a bit of a gamble now. You Because know, he, he may have spent, well, he certainly will have spent most of a full season out and you just hope that um, the surgery will fix him. I don't know. In the future, perhaps Gomez will go to centre back anyway, and perhaps Trent's future isn't at right back as he matures and develops. Maybe he goes further forward. We'll see. For the moment, I think we should be okay there. I mean, the problem is if you if you get one more, if you get one more injury, then then you're in trouble because then you, I think you're you're starting then to ask. Miller maybe to the cover there, and he, you know doesn't look like he he's gonna be playing there for whatever reason. So then you then you look like, but I think while Gomez is doing so well, and, and Brent is there as, as backup and has done so well so far, um, I think hopefully we should be able to to cope uh, over the busy period. But there are a hell of a lot of games, so you know you just pray that uh, neither of them takes a takes a kick or or you know a twist or whatever.
0: No, indeed. And, and, you know, I think we'll, we'll finish off. And then you know, you mentioned center back position there. <laughs> uh, and, well, we need to have a bit of a chat around that, but I think Dave, I'll come to you ar- around Lalana next. And, you know, I think, I think Adam Lalana is pretty close to, to, to coming back again. And that in itself, you know, the king of the pirouette, but, you know, certainly under Klopp and certainly last season, he, he was uh, an integral part of everything good that we did. Uh, you know, Given the season before that was that was amazing. And and it's one of those players now you're sort of looking at and, and saying he, he could come in and actually make a difference and maybe maybe kick us on a wee bit.
2: Say that again, Dave. Say it again. I wanna hear you say it again. I wanna hear you say it all again. The fact that those words come out of your mouth has made me so happy.
0: What? What words? I
2: never thought I'd hear you say anything like that about Adam Lana
0: well, put it like this. And Chief is here as my witness because he was as bad as me. We, we beat that. He's dying him. here, by the way. <laughs> we beat that kid to death in podcast in his first season here. Um, you know, I, I give him credit for last season. I gave him credit all of last season. Um, and 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 truly, Dave, like I am, I'm looking forward to him coming back because Klopp has found something in him, something of value in him, and I think that. We're going to talk about the, the Emery Khan situation. From what I'm reading at the moment, if, if he's the way he is, I'd just fucking put him on the bench and never let him play again. And that's, that's, that's just old school me. But, uh, you know, if Lallana's coming back, I, I, I would put Khan off off entirely. And, and I love the player. I know what he brings to us. But if he's going to fuck off in January, he doesn't need to be playing for us.
2: Well, it, it's no secret. I have a lot of time for Adam Lalana. I, I think he's really important to to how we how we want to play and how Klopp wants to play. And you know, it, it's no it's it's fairly obvious that, you know, we haven't been quite as intense this season, particularly in our pressing from the front as we have been previously. And I think that's a lot to do with him. He adds more than anything else the ability to retain the ball at the top end of the pitch in tight spaces. And that's what we need against teams that are gonna that are going to sit deep against um, and, you know, if, if you have him and Coutinho in a midfield with a front three of Mane, Salah and Firmino, then, you know, you're asking all kinds of questions there with players who are great at, at retaining the ball, can move move the ball quickly, one or two touch pass and, and have that intelligence to find space, um, you know, in the final third. So I think that's going to add another dimension to our attack and play whenever... Back and also our ability to win the ball back at the top end of the pitch, which is, you know, so important these days. As far as Emre Chan's concerned, he's not my favourite. I know that lots of people rate him really highly. Lots of people don't rate him at all. It just, it, I, I find myself somewhere in between with him. I'm still waiting to see another performance like the one against Vireal, and, you know, how long ago is that now? If he's going for a move to somewhere, if he if he's going for a move to somewhere like Manchester City or, or Bayern Munich, as far as getting minutes in the pitch is concerned, I don't know if that's a very sensible thing to do. But let's be honest, this is this is a very a very German approach, running down a contract, you know, looking for for options. You know, um, Goretzka is doing the same thing at the minute. It, it it'll be interesting, but you know this is obviously this has obviously been planned by him. I don't think it's it's necessarily anything to do with the contract that he's been offered, anything to do with his assurances of, of being on the on the pitch. I think this is simply just part of his his own idea of of keeping his options open for for how he wants to be able to progress his career.
0: Um, day on, de- on his day, he's a match winner, but he doesn't have many very many days.
2: Well, listen, to him. he needs to have more of those
0: days more often. Yeah, and and maybe a, a little bit of German arrogance to believe that he could walk into a Bayern Munich or, or that Manchester City midfield at the moment as anything more than a bit-par player. I, I, certainly, I would feel that. And, you know, OK, it's maybe about medals, but you want to win medals coming from a bench. And, and just at this moment in time, like, I think Emery's a super player, I really do. And and I'm gutted to see him leave Liverpool because I do believe he can uh, can improve a good bit more, but right now it, it, it's, it's not happening for him. I think he, he would be better. His career would be better served staying at Liverpool for maybe one, two more seasons. He's he's right and young still. You know what I mean? Uh, but obviously the the player has his mind set, and as disappointing as it is, it, it, it just it just irks me that you know he's going to play out the, like the rest of the season and just go see you at the end of it. And I know it's the way of football. I know it's modern football, but it stinks
2: yeah you're right but then you know this 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 takes us back, back to it? it takes us back to the continual situation where you know has he looked at that and and said to himself well am I gonna sign a five-year contract here and am I, am I gonna commit to be here being here until I'm 29 and I'm entering the the twilight years um and not you? not be able to get a move because the club, are not prepared to sell me because I've just seen them turn down £100 million for a footballer. You know, the second most expensive transfer in the history of football. So, you know, is that playing in this decision? Quite possibly. But like I say, I feel this is very much about him and his career progressing. And I don't think this is aimed at Liverpool Football Club, the contract he's been offered his his... Status within the squad, I just think that no matter what club he was at, unless it was Barryman, the Grandmaster, Barcelona, that this was going to be what was going to happen with them, Ray Chan.
1: You know, he wants the chance to play for one of, you know, obviously we are one of the biggest, but one of the current biggest, the current successful, maybe is the best way successful, yeah, clubs in the world, the ones that are winning Champions Leagues and in Champions League finals year in and year out and winning trophies year in and year out and are guaranteed to be doing so and he wants his chance to do it um, at some point and if Liverpool don't put a release clause in to the contract um, then he's you're right he's saying that he, if, if he is ever going to play for one of those clubs it's going to be as one of their golden movies and you know like a, a you know that you know finally ends up there it, it's not likely to, likely to happen so you know, obviously the continual thing is playing on his mind. Uh, I think with Liverpool, uh, the, it ha- is the club's fault. Um, I don't think it's their fault um, with the contract that they've offered. Um, I don't think that they should put in a release clause per se because... You know, you don't want to lose your players on shitty release clauses because Liverpool is a club that the, the you know Barcelona has traditionally come calling on, and, and Real Madrid have even come calling on and whatever, and, and and cherry picked some of our our very best. So you don't want to have those, you know, kind of release clauses that say, you know, automatically if we can get this offer, we have to let you fucking go. Um, that's kind of shit. Um, so I can see why they don't want to do it. We already we would have lost Coutinho by now had we had we put a, a sixty million. We probably put, had we put a release clause in Coutinho's contract at the time. What what do you reckon that would have been? That probably would have only been 50.
0: 80 maximum. And I'm talking complete Absolutely absolute maximum.
2: maximum. Um, well, he signed his he signed his contract when about eighteen months ago. About, no, but so now, April yeah. last
0: year. He said he put pen to paper, I believe. It was just well, April just last the- year.
2: April last year. Dave, no, I, don't, yeah. what, I don't mean to quibble with you, but 18, April last year is it, eighteen months ago.
0: Yeah, it is. sorry. April. I meant April this year. April <laughs> past.
2: Well, I think it, it kicked. I think it kicked in at that time, but I think he'd signed it before that. I think okay. that. Okay. I think that's what it was because they were worried. Yeah, so about... It,
1: he signed it long
2: before the
1: transfer fees went absolutely ballistic. Yeah, so I mean we probably would have been looking at that we probably would have put 65, 70 million I think yeah
2: well we would have looked at we would have looked at Sterling went for 50 million and yeah, um, Suarez exactly. went for 70 million somewhere in another. So we put it time. somewhere so we probably would have landed somewhere in between there exactly
1: and he would have been gone because they would have paid that in a fucking in the drop they offered us more even though the fucking structure was, was shit I'm sure they would have offered 70 million up front for him and, and you know i think they did offer that much actually upfront in one of their offers so he would have been gone so i can understand why they don't they don't want to be held a ransom they don't want to lose their, their best players on nothing and i you know i think we should have when i would say it was a close fault i think we should, there are times and places to to wrap up contracts and ways to do it you know timing is key and realizing what you have is key as well and i think we, we feel both accounts with Emre Chandlack. Um, no matter what, whether whether we, I, I personally think he will go on to, to be world class, as in playing for world, world class teams, win not only um club honours but also very probably uh, and already has international honours with, with Germany, um, and probably go on to get over 100 caps for them over the years. Um, so I think we are losing a massive, massive player on a free. And I think that's bad business no matter what, because I think you could quite clearly see from a season in, no matter what, that you sign this guy for another, for another contract, because you've only got him in, you got him on a fluky thing where you exploited a, a clause. So whatever you do, you make sure you you, you have a pen and paper for, for long. you
0: Sell them in January, then they'll do you, you know to get something as opposed to just letting them.
1: walk? you know? We, no, I don't think so. I think you've botched it, though. I think you've botched it. I mean, I think you've left it too late and selling them in January. Well, I think it all depends. If if Lalana comes back and you know Henderson is has been fit for three months and you know our midfield is is looking strong and has options. Um, then possibly you do, but I, I still think it's not worth it because you botched it. And at this point, the, the 15 million you're going to get offered by Juve or Iron to secure his contract um, or secure his signature is, is, is really not worth anything to you. You know, really, it, it's, it doesn't buy you anything in this market, like, buys you the leg of a, of a good replacement. You know, so it's 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 pointless. It's kind of productive, I think. I mean, depending on how things are, but if we're seriously want want to make a challenge and want to make sure we're in top four and possibly still in the Champions League and and you know not just make in the second round but actually progress in one or two rounds in the knockout phases, then we're we'll, we're better off keeping him back. As far as I'm concerned, I don't know what you reckon, Dave.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I think you know, I don't care if it's if it's Emre Town. Who's leaving at the end of the season, or or Ben Woodburn, who is is going to play for Liverpool until he's thirty five? Um, you play the best eleven that are available right now until the end of the season because well, you saw how difficult it was to get in to the top four last year. No. Already, we're starting to see City probably run away with the league and I think they'll play United, you know, in the next couple of weeks. And if they beat United, that's 13. That's it. That's it. You know, you know, that's the way they're playing, you know, even if they fucking have a have a two-month blip at some point, they're gonna to be too far ahead for anybody to really consider catching them. So, you know, that's gonna be sewn up. What you're sorry starting to see already are are those other five teams getting bunched together. You know, I think, what is there? Is there four four, four points or five points between those five teams now? You know, yes. it, 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 we're already starting to see them bunch up and every point that we gain over the next, what, 26 games or something, every point is going to matter. So you play the strongest team that you possibly can feel from now until the end of the season and then we go out... And we do in the summer what we fucking should have done last it's summer. Not that.
0: We're, we're, we're not in the summer. No, 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 no. We're, 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 let's get the Christmas.
2: No, but you know what I mean, Gabe. But you what? My, no, my point is though. So, my point is, you need to make sure you're in that top. You need to make sure you're It's not a top four to six now. It's a top three or five. So you need to make sure you're in those three, so you can go out and you can deliver on those transfers next summer. Because there needs to be, we need to start to be, we need to start to be being seen by top players around Europe that we are consistently playing in the Champions League. Look at the players Arsenal was able to sign, not because they were winning anything, but because they were practically guaranteed Champions League football every year. As and mentioned. that's how, and that's how they were viewed. Alexis Sanchez, the Arsenal, to win two fucking FA Cups. You know, that's madness, Alexis Sanchez going to Arsenal and considering the teams that he could have played for. But he knew that he was guaranteed Champions League football every single season. So regardless, we need to start to be, being viewed, as I've said, as a team that will... Beyond the shadow of a doubt, be playing Champions League football year after year after year.
1: Yeah, we need to be sureing. We need to be back to where it was in the Rafa days.
2: Exactly. Just before when you could sp- sign, when you could sign Maserano's and Xavi Alonso's and Fernando Torres's and players like this.
1: Are sureing exist when you're good enough, Man City are shoo-in to be in the top four every year. Even last year when they, when they were shit, they were still comfortably in the top four. You know they they're in and yeah, they've got a lot more money, but it's essentially because they're they're good now that they're shooting. So if we can get to, to being good enough to do that, I win consistently because we're good enough talent wise. I mean, there's no doubt about that. You know, we are in the in the top or in terms of how we play and talent and and the way we play and being exciting to watch and the goals that we score and and all and the number of goals we score and so on. Obviously you need to you need to tighten things up and make sure you don't give things away like we have been doing. But if you do that and you fix those seemingly fairly easy things to fix, if you can address those those problems, then then you do start to become a shoe-in. Cause if we can defend properly and attack the way we can attack, then then we then we beat teams, then we finish in to the top four every season. So I think that that's exactly right. We need to, to make sure we're in the top four and uh, we need to be seeing that we're doing that regularly and we've got the replacement in a way for Emery Chan coming in in, in Naby Kaida in the summer anyway. So, yeah, I don't, I don't see any reason why Liverpool let go for something that's going to be probably less than 20 million euros um, for, you know, when you can just keep in the six months.
0: You know, we'll move on a little bit and, uh, you know, going into this week, and you know, you mentioned defense there, Dave, and that, and that's really where I want to start on this. And you know, the the the, the conundrum that is, what do we do with Dejan Lovren now? I'm pretty sure, uh, especially after the prepod, I'm pretty sure what everybody's opinion would be of what to do with Dejan Lovren. Uh, but you know, Dave, in all seriousness.
1: Yeah, a few, a few options, like.
0: Well, one involves a great height on the skyscraper. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <But> Concrete <laughs> fucking.
0: On <laughs> an ocean. Yeah, <laughs> but other than that, you know, I'm talking about Klopp this weekend, Dave. Apart from the. Uh, <laughs> concrete overcoat or whatever you want. What are we doing
2: with him? Uh, I don't know. First and foremost, we'll get to see Virgil van Dijk. What a treat that's going to be.
0: Hey. Um, you might score uh, <laughs> for
2: <first. laughs> I, I know. Oh, oh, hey, Virgil, 89th yeah. minute one. Yeah, wouldn't that be great? Um, as far as Lovren's concerned, well, <laughs> he's, he played for Croatia during the week, so we always fit. So there's no medical reason preventing him from... From um, from walking on the football pitch at the weekend, I suppose is what I'm trying to say. And well, what does Klopp do? What does he do? I I, it's a really difficult one. Was Spurs Spurs a watershed moment for him? I I don't know, but it's going to tell us a lot what team he picks this weekend, and I think even more so what team he picks. Against Chelsea at home, um, the week after, um, that's going to tell us a lot about what the recent performances has done. to Dayan Lawrence standing within the Liverpool squad, as you said, Gomez has played two games at centre half, albeit in a back three for England. Come away with a bottle of champagne um, against Brazil. Um, last night, good for the confidence, that isn't it? Absolutely, I think you know it gives Klopp an, an entirely risk risk free environment to watch him operating um, against top class opposition as well. Um, playing in that position, which which is, can only do him the world of good, um, it brings us back to the Klein situation. If Klein was fit, do we see Gomez getting more games at centre half? possibly so that's another impact of not having Klein available it's a difficult one Clavin's been decent the last few games he hasn't played any international football I don't think has he I don't know but you know I'm presuming probably wrongly normally me but I'm presuming that he's had a he's had a good break um whereas lawfri hasn't um so will we will wait and we'll see um but it, it's going to answer a lot of questions because you know, surely, surely time has got to be running out on, on Dejan Lovren's Liverpool career.
0: Seriously, you know, we saw it with Moreno last season, um, you know, and Klopp had, had the had the, the sense to pull him out of the firing line. We were joking there when we were describing Lovren and all the different bits and pieces, but that's that's the treatment that he's sort of getting from fans at the minute. You know what I mean? He, he's not, <laughs> let's say he's not a salubrious character, hasn't been for a while, but particularly now. Uh, I, I, I honestly hope that Klopp would have the sense to pull him out, you know, because it's not going to do Dejan Lovren as a human being any good to put him into that environment again. Because there's a groan every time we see it as fans. We know the disaster looms. We know what's coming. We've seen everything he's got in his box of tricks, which is completely limited. And you know, maybe a, a while out of that spotlight to regain his game if he if he can is the best option because I think just throwing him out week after week after week is just, it's just destroying him completely
1: yeah I mean it's a funny one with, with Lovren because I mean a lot of the fan base you know the the non-Twitter fan base the, non, the, the non-social media fan base some of the fan base even here on, on podcasts and stuff still rate Lovren and still certainly see him as head and shoulders for someone like, like Clavin and I suppose in a way you know he does have more attributes in terms of, no pace and and strength and, and that kind of thing, perhaps. Um, and perhaps he looks like a like a better defender and stuff. And I still hear people say things like, um, "You know, you've you've got to." You know, after the Spurs performance, the Spurs performance was uh, a watershed moment, and and. Uh, you, whatever, you have to do you, you need to make sure you get somebody in who's as a centre back who's better than your third choice, who's better than Clavin? And you know, wasn't Clavin that made the mistakes in the Spurs game? Wasn't Clavin that handed the, the Spurs the 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 game within the first five minutes or ten minutes or whatever it was? Um, it was Lovren, and it's always it's always Lovren. I'm not saying Clavin's a better defender or a perfect defender. But I'm saying that he's been at the scene of fewer crimes in, a, in an admittedly shorter Liverpool career than Daydan Lovren. But we've said this so many times before.
2: He, he he's made. Some- will we go? Will we go on a crime to game ratio? Yeah. Well, it's it's just like it's the number. The,
1: the statistics are there. The number of mistakes that he makes that lead to goals is is higher than than most other defenders. Higher than all our other centre backs and. and you know, he, he's made some horrendous car crash errors in his time, and and they haven't gone away, you know. you think maybe they have because he plays okay for a little while, but we talk about it often enough. He's fucking out of position all the time. He, he makes harebrained decisions. He, 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 he You know, he, he's doing karate kicks to try and kick the ball out. He, he's crawling around on his hands and knees trying to head the ball. He, he, he's not, not a good enough or top-class defender. And the fact that I think a lot of people are now even coming around to that and just sort of saying he's done it too often. He's done it too often. And he has done it too often. And I think you play Clavin until he makes a mistake or in such time as you know, you you feel that you really need to want to bring Lovern and against a certain opponent. But as far as I'm concerned, we've played three games with with Clavin at centre back with with we conceded one goal. We've scored ten. We've kept clean sheets in uh, the two you know the two previous games, and into the second half, you know, we've just looked more assured. We've built from the back. There have been no errors, as in bearing fucking mishaps, none. I think you, you, you've got to stick with him, and I think if you're going on merit like club does, you stick with him. I think uh, I'm trying to see here, but Clavin and his national t- team, he is still playing for them. He's played six times six times this, this year. Um, so I don't know if they had a game uh, in midweek, any kind of friendly or anything. I was going to say maybe he hasn't been away on international duty. I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe he has. Uh, but I think you play him until he... He gets injured or he does something that uh, you know really makes you reconsider, but I don't see how you're bringing Lovren back in. The
0: problem is I would love to see Joe Gomez get, get a run at centre-back, but I think that because of the Dejan Lovren situation, it's incredibly difficult for Klopp looking at that going, look at what Lovren takes, the abuse he takes. for. It. You're going to have to allow Joe Gomez some mistakes in
1: maturing, you know what I mean?
2: I don't know, Dave. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think Gomez would take
1: the same stick, to be honest. I think people would would give him leeway. And I don't think... Well, I, Dave, I agree with I you? don't think... I don't you? think... Glover, no, I don't think that's true. I think that's, that's just what people say. I mean, I think we are harsh, but I think we're harsh on, on everyone because we're Liverpool fans and we expect to see a certain standard if you play for our club. And I think if you're making constant errors that show that you're not that standard... Even though some of the time you play like you might look like you're sort of close to that standard, then eventually you know everybody turns. And I think I think Spurs was a watershed moment for those that had always defended La I think even they'd had enough, and they should have had enough because you you can't play for Liverpool and make mistakes like that consistently. Did they all
0: missed the West Ham game last season? Maybe those people who stayed on board because that's that was the end for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's been the end. It was the end for me a long time ago. It was the end for me when when uh, Brendan Rogers was in charge for Desjan Lovren. He, he he's just not good enough, and he's never been good enough. He flares to deceive, and when he's good, he's okay, and when he's bad, it's fucking woeful. So that's always been where I've been on him, uh, really, since about the first six months he's been at the club I don't think he's he's ever redeemed himself and I think he would have had to go a long 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 fucking way I mean the West Ham games remember Brendan Rodgers' final season was it where he basically he's at the corner flag and all he has to do is shepherd the ball out and he ends up managing the goal from there and by by giving them the ball back and it's an absolute and then the player just squares it to another guy and he just taps it in the empty net I mean, he's, he's he's had so many you can list them off, but I don't think Gomez would get, would get the abuse. I just don't think you can bring him in there when you've only got Trent at right back. I think if 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 Klein's fit this season, then you probably see Gomez deputising at centre half. Certainly by now, with with what's happened, you know what I mean. But I think because he's had to, well, basically become he's he has become our number one right back in in Klein's absence. Um, I think it's very difficult to to move him over the centre back. Then you're then you're playing him and Trent. Then you've got two youngsters there, possibly on the same side, possibly not, probably on the same side though. Because Gomez, you said played right of a three, so he's probably a right better on the right. So then then I think you're you're asking a bit much. So I think it is it's between Clavin and, and Lovren, and that's the situation we're in. Uh, especially with Klein not back till February, that's the way we're going to be till till January. But as I said, I think you play Clavin until such time as I don't know, God knows when. You just keep playing
2: him. Yeah, you're also having to shift man up. Then they if you do that, so you're yeah. you're you're, you're upsetting three positions there, and then exactly. you're only constant is is are the goalkeeper and Moreno. Well, well, that's true, but you know you're talking about your your most consistent players playing in, in the one position or. or or Simon Mignolet and and Moreno and don't get me wrong, Moreno's had an incredibly good start to the season huge, unbelievable turnaround in his performance but um, I still don't really trust him and I think that brings us back to the point with Lovren is even if he goes 15 games without making a mistake are we still going to trust him? No, we're not. We're still going to be we're still going to be you know, watching the game through our fingers every time he gets the ball I think now would be a great time for Gomez to get a go at centre half people just want anything else and if Gomez makes the odd mistake do you know what it's it's no worse than what we fucking saw at Wembley the other week or at Bournemouth or against West Ham or the conscious times do you know what I mean um
1: he so, loves race against West Ham,
2: Yeah, yeah. So you know, I think now it would be a great time for Gomez to be able to get games at centre half. But unfortunately, the the environment and the situation at the moment just isn't right for that to happen, and that's a real shame.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think he's. I think he's ready to come in there. I just think with the the Klein injury, it, it makes things difficult. Look,
0: I I truly believe that Gomez is ready for a crack at it, and I wouldn't have any any worries about giving them that crack It's just um
2: you well, know they just played 90 minutes at center half against brazil so it's a you know it's CFD, fair. That, was, that was a that was a that was a,
0: that, that, you'll never see that as a first england team there's, there's no way brazil as i told you like
2: 50 no. percent. it was an excellent i get it game, you know I, I get it i get it Dave. but what was it was it 70 minutes against germany you know a couple of nights before as well so, you know, I don't, I'm not saying that it's it's, it's standard competitive football, but that's high-quality opposition, regardless of what, what the stakes were of the game. It's high-quality opposition, so you don't just throw any fucking pie in there to play centre-half. You know, Gomez obviously has enough game intelligence, enough understanding of playing there to, to be able to equip himself well enough in those two matches, so... You know, if he if he can do that, he can do it against fucking Southampton. Do you know what I mean?
0: Oh, absolutely. I I would have no worry. My only worry about the kid would be that he gets slaughtered for a mistake because we are unforgiven. We're a pack of we're a pack of nasty feckers. like there's are no two ways. The lie. worry, the
2: worry I have we, is, is the worry I have at the moment now after the client news is his fitness record, and I just I just worry with players. Ings is another example. You know, you've seen them over the years where they have two bad injuries like that. You know, one after one fairly close to another. And well, you know, th- there's not there's not exactly a long list of players who go on to have a a relatively uninter uninterrupted injury career after something like that. So that would be a worry for me. It is a worry, like,
1: but I mean. You- he looks strong at the moment I would just worry I don't want him getting too much into the fucking England fold to be honest at the moment I just want him concentrating on on Liverpool he's a young he's a young player he's only just breaking through us, and England have a fucking habit of, of ruining players um, well so do we and, really, and we, I really I am just
2: England, yeah I know and England also have a habit of fucking getting players injured when they're on England, international duty as well
1: I just want him back at Liverpool, back with, in that environment, back at Melwood, back with Klopp, whatever, and fuck England off for now. Thanks very much, Joe. You know, just um, just let's move forward.
0: Well, here, there's your back four, sorted of. Like, you know, we'll discuss that. I think, there, you know, maybe your, your midfield, Neil. I, I'm not so sure who I'd go with in this one. Um, you know, obviously, our front three, we expect um, to be Bobby and Manny and. Oh, God, Salah. Uh, <laughs> I nearly forgot his name. Best, best player in the team at the minute. I forget his name. Those three are pretty much nailed on. So you expect Phil to be, uh, I expect Phil to start. Um, certainly, you know, he, he looked all right there against England. It's the other two. Which two do you
1: go for? I don't know. <coughs> it's, it's quite difficult because, I mean, what are you looking at? You're looking at Henderson, Shan, Wynald, Milner, potentially, to pick from there you you. I, personally I would play Emery Chan and and Werrell but I don't necessarily think think Klopp will I mean I think Henderson probably starts if he's fit he, he played for England did he because I uh, know he didn't play in uh, Liverpool's last game he didn't play, he didn't play any minutes for England no he didn't play so he there might be a question mark over him um, maybe it was precautionary. Maybe we didn't, uh, you know, send him with England. I'm Not sure, but uh, there could be a question mark over his fitness. But provided he's fit, you'd imagine Klopp starts him. Then you probably you probably say Genie misses out. Maybe Um a bit harsh. I would put I would put Wijnaldum in. Um, so like I said, I would go Emre and, and Genie. But Klopp may, may well go with with Henderson and Chan or or Henderson and Wijnaldum. What would you do?
0: I don't know, I, 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 but I wouldn't be going with Henderson. But you know that.
1: Uh, no, I mean <laughs> I would go Emergence. I think, and the stats have been bearing it out um, that actually we we function far far better with him in the team, he, even when he's not playing, uh, even when we're away from home, shall we say, even when he's he's had those critics for not showing up. Statistically, we're we're much much better with him in the team, and I think visibly we we move the ball quicker. We we play at a, a different tempo when he plays. So I would, I would, you know, always try and get him in. Plus, he's a machine. He never seems to be really injured, or never seems to really get tired. So I just I rate him very highly. I think he's quite underrated by our fans and by by you know other um, fans of other clubs. I think you look at you look at you look at a Coutinho, you look at a Mane, you look at a Salah. You know, they they're, they instantly strike the eye for Mino as well, there's a lot, a lot there. And you, even Emery Chan or whatever, and Henderson, when Wijnaldum—someone that gets really overlooked—and I think he's made a real big difference in the way we we functioned. Uh, I think he slipped in really, really well, uh, instantly, and and yeah, okay. People say that maybe he goes missing here and there, and that might be true, but I still think he gets through an awful lot of, of unseen work and stuff, uh, as well as contributing quite quite obviously at times.
2: On <laughs> Wijnaldum, well, all of those things, all of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, really happy. Um, as far as the midfield goes, I, I'm i finding this difficult. First and foremost, I think Trent starts at right back um, because I think he'll want to use Gomez against Sevilla and against Chelsea. So I think Trent starts right back um, against Southampton. As far as the midfield goes, again, I'm, I'm kind of looking to the next two games because I think... He, I think he's going to want. To, well, he's obviously going to want to go away to Sevilla and get a result. And and Chelsea.
0: Hard to know at the minute, really, isn't it, Dave? They're, they're, yeah, Mixed bag or Chelsea? You never know what you're going to get. I,
2: I agree, but I think what it does is it represents a really big opportunity for us um, to to really cement um, to really cement our place at the top end of that bunch we were talking about earlier. Because that's a six-pointer, as as the as the saying goes. Um yeah. And there's there's other teams that are playing each other. You know, I think Spurs play Arsenal this. Spurs play Arsenal this this weekend. I think Spurs play United soon. United play City soon as well. So it's
0: a time to make a march. Dave is what you're saying. It will ex- exactly,
2: absolutely, exactly. and it comes. Provided it would be Southampton. It comes just at the right time. Exactly. So I think. You know, that Chelsea game represents a big opportunity for us. So I, I don't know. Does he wanna does he wanna maybe try sixty minutes into Lalana's legs in the midfield on on Saturday? Maybe is so. Is he back like? Is he back in the fold? I, I I believe he is available. Um, really? I think so. I
0: would say twenty um, minutes. <laughs> if he is twenty minutes at the end of the game, Max Dave. I, I couldn't see him. He's been away a long time, and the, you know. Yeah,
2: you're right, Dave. The rules right.
0: expected of him, and what we would expect of him, I, I couldn't see any more than twenty minutes being expected of him.
2: You're probably right, but by the same hand, he is probably the fittest player at the football club. Um, so you know, they might want to get sixty minutes into his legs there. I don't know. Plus, you've got the consideration of players coming back from international duty. Does he start Coutinho? I'm not sure. Chan probably starts because he didn't play loads of minutes. I think he might give Henderson time if he can. So I can maybe see Chan, Alden, Coutinho, and I can maybe see Lalana getting minutes from the bench. But then again, the other question mark I have in my head is. There's a real argument considering the next two games for him. The slot Milner in there somewhere on Saturday.
0: Yeah, and, and that's not you know something. It's not a shout that I could disagree with because you know f- from he's moved into the midfield and what we've seen him in the midfield so far, he he he, he, he warrants actually a place. So
1: I have. I well, then who are you starting? No, because if you have got Phil in there and you reckon Emery's going to play, then one of Henderson and Milner. And again, he, can't, he can
2: move. He can move Coutinho into the front three as well. So we might not have to be thinking about Coutinho when we're picking a midfield three. Isn't it, it's great to be having conversations like this, isn't it? You put Two
1: Coutinho three in three then you've got one of one of or Salah on the bench,
2: like yeah. I would imagine. So. Too many seasons before we've we've been trying to pick from fucking fourteen or fifteen players. Yeah, we have. A f- it's a it's a balancing act with the with the team at the minute. With, with the games coming so thick and fast, you know, it's... Uh, I suppose this is where a lot of the sports science comes into it that, that we don't see and we're, we're judging um, decisions on, on lineups based on what we see, you know, once or twice a week when there's, there's so much more data goes into these decisions being made uh, considering what games you've got in, in 10 days' time, 12 days' time, 15 days' time um who you have available, who's injured, who's coming back from injury, how many minutes you expect to get out of this guy, where this person's travelled from, how many minutes this person did an international duty. So you know we scrutinize lineups a lot with without having probably even, you know, fifteen percent of the data to work from. All we've got is the naked eye. So I suppose you you don't know how close some decisions are. Um it could be night and day. It could be we could be sitting here debating, you know, does does Mane start because you know it was maybe a bit of a but maybe he's, maybe he's ten days away from starting a game of football. We don't know. Um, is is Firmino nailed on? Um, because he just travelled from London and didn't have to travel back from from Brazil for an international break and and didn't play a lot of minutes. Um, or. Does he think? Well, actually, I can I can start storage because he's been at home and he's been training all week. I know exactly what shape he's in, um, and I've got I've got severe during the week where I really want to go away and get three points, and then I've got this huge opportunity at Chelsea again after. So it's really really hard.
1: Yeah, absolutely. A lot of options there. I mean, we, we did we sort of nailed our. our colors of the mass pretty early on the front three and it probably is going to be front that front three that is preferred front three but I mean there's maybe a shock for, for storage in this and particularly if we're gonna see the you know the, the the kind of new in inverted commas formation or shape that we've we've sort of been seeing in the last what we've seen in the last three games and uh, play with sort of two more more orthodox not orthodox strikers but two two players playing in orthodox looking front two um, that that could just suit Danny Sturridge plus he loves a goal against Southampton it's at home isn't it at home or is it St Mary's it's at home it's a regular confined, three, 3 o'clock kick off on a Saturday so you could well see, I mean, it's a good shot, Dad. I mean, you could well see Danny Sturridge coming in there. Um, and that—that that is a great option to have when, when he is, and he is, fully fit like and contributing in his, in his own way. Um,
2: and he's and been starting
1: to look much sharp. sharper the last few yeah. weeks. Yeah, and you need that. It, it's not necessarily minutes in terms of, of like loads of time on the pitch, but it's consistent minutes. It's being involved on a consistent basis. Those are coming too, Neil as well, you know, and that's it. It's consistent minutes on the pitch, even if it is only 20 minutes or 15 minutes at the end of some games and only starting one game in, in five or whatever it is. It's still consistent. You know, you still have to be sharp. You still have to be on it. You still, you know, and you're still involved every week or every game, every, every three, four days. So, You will see that sharpness come back. So, yeah, you know, it is nice to have a squad and and have an option uh, or have the options at the moment. Let's just hope that we can stay relatively, you know, injury-free for for this Christmas period and get through it and hit January in a decent shape for for once. You see, the
0: the next three fixtures, you know, and Dave, you, you highlight those quite rightly. You know we haven't had the greatest of starts to this season, but if we we'll win the next three games, if if that were possible, all of a sudden it doesn't look so bad.
1: No, it looks good. I, I don't mean it looks, I think it looks great. I think it looks. If you absolutely win the next in a row,
0: like. Aye, you know we've, we've all had a bit of a, a bitch and a moan uh, about about circumstances, and there have been some disasters along way. like, the Tottenham game was a disaster, the City game was a disaster, ten men, whatever. But you, you know, I think those hurt us very badly. But ultimately, there's, there's not, you know, three wins here puts us back in big,
1: back, back in business in two competitions. I may add. Yeah, massively, massively. I mean, three wins here. Well, the win the win basically guarantees his qualification, doesn't
2: it? It gives so, you free, it, it practically gives you a free week.
1: Yeah, so it gives you you can you can rotate for that one. That's that's a that's a, a no brainer. Like for the last Champions League games, so you win this Sevilla game; it's massive. That's great for the confidence as well. I mean, they don't lose games at home. To be fair to them, they don't lose many at home at all. They're a very very different proposition away from home than they are at home. And we made them. We handed them the points. are eight point at home. So to beat them in their in their place, we have to be on it. Um, yeah, but, and I
2: think they they are sitting fifth, and they're sit yeah, but they're sitting fifth in the Liga as well at the minute, aren't they? So you know they're they're decent side, you know they're they're a far better side than they showed at Anfield that night. Hundred percent. They're awful away from home. Their away
1: record in Europe is fucking awful. I mean, we should be ashamed that we we, can, we drop points to them. you know, at Anfield, especially the way that game went. But you know, at home they are a very very. As I said, different proposition. They're they're night and day. They're fucking. They will go at you, and they're they're good. They're quick. Perfect they're fucking. Us,
0: you, you know, we a team that wants to play football. You know, you're not as worried going into. It. There's no bus. This park, is
1: true. No- yeah, no. It should. It should, in a way, or it could certainly play in our hands. It should be a fucking epic game because both teams will just just go at each other and try and try and counter the other. Um, um, Sevilla will will come at us because they're at home and that's and the way want, they play. They
0: points as well. They want the win. They yeah. will
1: need that win. They, ha- they have to win. Yeah, and and at all costs they have to make sure that we don't beat them. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's going to be a bit a But if we if we do win that, then it gives us a lot of a lot of confidence. Um you know, start with Southampton, get three points on the board against Southampton. A bogey team for us over the last few years, a bit of a great match with all this transfer bullshit that, that they flagged up over the summer and they're not happy with us financing their entire team for the last fucking four seasons or whatever it is. But um, you know, hopefully they're they're over that now. Um, maybe not, maybe maybe it's worse, who knows? So there's Van Dyke coming to Anfield as well. That's a bit of a side story um, that we joked about earlier. You know, we own, own it arrived a week sooner, United. United. <laughs> yeah. um, Absolutely. Absolutely. And we'd hope they'd be, be wearing red. But that's, that's not rather than the strikes. But that's not happening yet. So... You know, it's a bit of a bit of a you know, it's not a gimme. It's not a gimme in any in any sense of the word. And there are subplots going on here. Pellegrino, as well, former Liverpool player, um, coming coming back down the as as a opposing coach, opposing manager. I think probably for the first time, though, probably somebody will correct me. Um, so that's a that's another wee subplot, albeit quite a minor one, but still. Um, but that that's important. That's the, the important one now because it's the next one. Um, but you win the three, and everything is suddenly rosy in the garden again. Um, you, you've 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 um, as I said, you've done six wins in a row. You've um, got your scalp, your, your your top scalp by beating Chelsea, um, and you've you've. Beating a both weak team and a, a team that has a bit of a grudge against you at home. Plus, you're sitting very, very handily in the league, as you say, with with our rivals potentially and and in some cases definitely taking points off each other.
0: Well, here put you on the spot because we're around our time, Neil. I, I'm going for your score
1: for the weekend. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say that we've got a pretty much fully fit squad, and I'm going to say that we're going to win. We're going to win three one. In fact, no, they don't score goals. We're going to win three 0 unless Dejan plays, and then then we're in trouble because <laughs> he's got he's got a thing about playing against Southampton too. Remember, do you not remember he got hooked in the, in the famous Skirtle game? He got hooked at halftime because he he had given away what should have been a certain penalty and a red card in the second minute, and he fucking. Got yellow carded and then flown in on the halfway line and got rounded. Whatever he was hooked at halftime in that game as well. So he's got a got a bit of previous playing against Southampton. So yeah, no, I'm gonna say Clavin starts and we play through we win three 0
2: I'm not as optimistic as Neil, I'm gonna say two nil. But you're right, they don't score a lot of goals, but at the same time they don't they don't concede a lot of goals either. They kind of they're a strange team they've kind of cancelled each other they've kind of cancelled themselves out all season. I think they've they've got at one point if not at the minute they've got the the same number of wins draws, and defeats and they've probably got a goal difference to zero as well Um, so yeah I think it will be a low scoring game uh, maybe 1-0 or 2-0
0: Mm, I, I'm thinking the same, but I'm sort of erring on the one nil and I'm quite happy at one nil. I'm just just three points. I think I'll take a three two. I'll take a four three. Just give us the three points. But before we go, if working, we find you on social media. Anything you want to mention? Feel free. Uh, you
1: find me on Twitter if you can. If you can be bothered, it's at Neil1980. Um, otherwise, not really up to much except doing this part at the moment. Um, maybe more will develop. In the next week, while who knows. Other than that, I'm plugging Stranger Things too. Fucking great! Uh, if you haven't seen it, get on it.
0: I- I'm sure you guys have seen what I'm going to plug uh, because I- I'm really slow to catch up with the party. Um, it's Picky Blinders. Don't know if you guys ever watched that. This is-
2: brilliant, and Stranger Things is brilliant as well, and Picky I- Blinders is brilliant.
0: Couldn't get couldn't get beyond episode two of Stranger Things. Just didn't like it. I uh, didn't like it at all but piggy blind I'm going to watch it again it's just awesome and I hear I think there's a, a fourth se- season coming in the UK or something somebody told me
2: it's, it started tonight Dave you're so tall
0: well, I'm so, so on trend man <laughs> <laughs> yeah. did, it, did it really I'm going to have to go and get myself a VPN very very quickly to get that player. Yeah. Then
2: first um, episode first episode of the of the fourth season on tonight my mate texted me a little earlier on I'd forgotten about it so um yeah, looking forward to that
0: I've seen the thing on Netflix and, and and the title of it sort of put me off and I had it sort of by accident and, and it just got me from the front, and I, I'm not a big TV fan, like, you know, but this is absolutely brilliant, if anybody hasn't seen it, it, it it's awesome, right, anyhow, you find me at DaveRN66 uh, I don't have anything to plug because I only do this pod now, so we will be back I hope after the Southampton game for a bit of a view uh, preview the, the Sevilla game Thanks again to the guys, thank you very much to the listener, and until then, it's goodbye.